Well, this is going to be utterly humiliating for me, but might as well because I can't think of a better intro. Get over here! This week, we reviewed Mortal Kombat, the movie based on the video game series of the same name. As a child growing up, I was a huge fan of Mortal Kombat. I did play it quite a lot. Most of the time, I was a Sub-Zero kind of guy. All I would do was just freeze and blast my opponents. Also, there were two movies back in the day, Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Annihilation, that I grew up with. One of them was actually somewhat decent, and the other was downright awful. In fact, it was so awful that it was good. Until now, I still find it absolutely hilarious to watch and if you're down for a good night with your buddies don't forget to put Mortal Kombat Annihilation on it's one of the best worst movies of all time with that being said it did take Mortal Kombat quite a while to recover as you can see in 2021 we finally have a Mortal Kombat reboot after all these years fans have been clamoring for that the casting seemed perfect it looked under the right hands so how was Mortal Kombat this time around well I'm just gonna start with the positive first off Everything to do with Sub-Zero and Scorpion was borderline perfect. If we got a movie based on the rivalry alone, I feel like we would, we would have gotten a masterpiece. Let's talk about the casting as well. Hiroyuki Sonata as Scorpion was a perfect choice. In particular, the first 10 minutes really shocked me. I was preparing myself for a really good, well-made film with Scorpion at its center. But that was not to be, but hey. His portrayal and the emotional depth that he brought to the character really made him stand out. Easily one of the best parts about the film. Another person who stood out who was a true scene stealer was Kano. Josh Lawson as Kano was absolutely perfect. He was the comic relief of the film, and for the most part, he is absolutely hilarious. And let's just say, he doesn't get restrained by anything or anyone. Another character that is worth mentioning is my boy Sub-Zero. Joe Taslim of the Raid Redemption series is absolutely perfect in this role. He brought a sense of menace and danger to the character that no one else would have done. And I'm really glad that he was cast as Sub-Zero and I hope to see him more. Going back on the whole Sub-Zero and Scorpion rivalry, I feel that the final fight was absolutely very well done. Scorpion and Sub-Zero has always been the heart and soul of Mortal Kombat and it doesn't change with this film. They are easily the best parts of this film by far yet again. Also, something that I particularly enjoyed was the fatalities. You're gonna see quite a lot of homages to the games. At the very least, I feel that they did the fatalities justice and quite a lot of the one-liners are in there as well. However, there are a few issues with the film, and unfortunately, it's at its core. At the start of this review, you would think that Scorpion and Sub-Zero are the main heart of the film, and they still are, but for the longest duration of the film, we are pretty much stuck with a character called Cole Young. This character was made up by the film or the scriptwriters or whatever, just to be the glue to stick everything together in this film. Unfortunately, he was very bland, wooden, and stale. I'd seen more charisma in a potato. They did attempt to give him quite a lot of backstory. He has a family, he has a wife, he has a kid. But aside from that, I couldn't care less about him. And I can't understand for the life of me why they did not choose Scorpion or anyone else to be the main protagonist of the film. Scorpion attempting to get out of hell just to get his revenge is a far more interesting plot than what we got. Yes, this movie is called Mortal Kombat, but no tournament does actually take place. For the most part, it's training and build-up up to the tournament. During that build-up, without Kano, Scorpion, or Sub-Zero, this movie would have been a complete flop. I had no issues with the castings of Liu Kang, Sonya Blade, or Kung Lao, 
but I felt that they were just tossed aside too much. Jax himself wasn't given much to do either. You have all these very interesting characters just put aside. Not to mention they're almost as stale and wooden as Cole Young was, and none of them really interested me. Their portrayals of their respective characters do not hold a candle to the Mortal Kombat original film back in the 90s. They could have been played by any other actors, and it wouldn't have made a difference. Goro's also in it. Yeah, that's, that's all I have to say about Goro, because, you know, just like in the film, he gets tossed aside in my review too. The end fight did feel quite rushed. It was almost as if the directors were rushing to end the movie. The fights are mostly in montages. Some opponents go down way too easily. The movie also sort of contradicts itself many times regarding the rules of Mortal Kombat. So, at the end of the day, although I did enjoy some aspects of it, in particular the Sub-Zero and Scorpion aspect, I do feel that it's bogged down quite a lot by its main characters. But still, for Mortal Kombat fans, you will like some of the fatalities you see. You'll love the dynamic between Scorpion and Sub-Zero. And for that alone, I want to see a sequel. Hopefully, they bring in more characters from the video games and do them justice. For the sequel, getting rid of Cole Young will actually be a really great start. With that being said, I'm going to give Mortal Kombat a 6.5 out of 10. So guys, that has been my review of Mortal Kombat. If you did like the video, please give it a thumbs up. And to see more reviews like these, please give me a subscribe and push the notification bell as well. If you're listening on Spotify, please follow me there too. Thank you so much and see you very soon.